Welcome to the Disreputable Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm the co-host with Dean Curry. We're so excited that you're tuning in. We have so many things planned. You're in for a special treat. Over the next few episodes, you're going to hear different things about life, leadership, but you can count on this. It's probably going to be disreputable. So if for whatever reason you've already arrived or people like you just as you are, maybe this isn't for you. But if you found yourself at some point with a disreputable reputation, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening. All right, here we are, episode seven. Yeah. On our disreputable podcast. Disreputable. We're glad that people are watching it and showing it. And yeah. Sharing absolutely. it. I want everybody to share at least three people if they can. Because yeah. we want to make a difference, and that's why we do this. Absolutely. Thank you to BD Local, as we're sitting in their the studio best. today. Yeah. And uh, really excited about all that we have done. And, and honestly, the feedback, even from last week with the ministry mom. Really? That was good. Good. Yeah, they're trying to take over, man. Uh, well, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to those previous episodes, yeah. you can always go back. Yeah, and go back. I got download. a nice email just yesterday from a friend who had discovered it. He didn't see it. He's not on social media. Yeah. But he was just Googling our names and found the disreputable cast. Nice. And yeah, so they can get it on Apple, though, right? Yep, App- Apple Podcast, and it's also on uh, Simplecast as well. It's okay. just that's an actual just a podcast right. spot, as well as the BD Local app. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. uh, it's Good Friday, man. Yeah, we haven't we've been doing a lot of leadership talks, right? And you know, d- talking around the edges of what it means to be a leader and right. to be disreputable in. You know the world we live in. Yeah, but we're both pe- Jesus people, absolutely people of faith. And this week, today, yeah, Good Friday is, yeah. is a big day. Absolutely, yeah, it is a big day. Why do they call it Good Friday? Do you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's like a specific reason for it as much as there's a personal reason to me. You know that all things that uh, oftentimes don't appear as good end up good. Yeah, you know, and although Good Friday doesn't look good, we as followers of Jesus know that there's always a Sunday coming. Right. There's a resurrection that comes out of every darkness. Yeah, and, and this is I think one of the themes that we both believe in, and why we're doing this disreputable cast. Right, is that there's always a resurrection after a death. Absolutely. So Good Friday is a little bit of a misnomer. Good Friday is the day that Jesus, Jesus. died, the most important leader of all time. Yeah, the most important philosopher of all time, the most important teacher, guru, yeah. spiritualist, whatever yeah. you want to call him. For sure. Well, I, obviously, I believe he's the son of God, but uh, he's also the most disreputable person of all time. People right. are still taking shots at him, writing books, saying he didn't do this or he did do that. Yeah. So uh, Good Friday is a huge day in history. Yeah. I, you know, when I when you think about Jesus and Although we're going to have plenty of people that are going to be listening, and all of them don't consider him the savior of the world, you know, the king. But when I think of Jesus, when it comes to leadership, I, I have to say, what an incredible leader! Wow. And 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 to, for no other reason than you see Jesus who led by example, a man that was willing to do anything and everything the greatest love you know so you know when people say you know what how would how can you get leadership principles after following jesus you're like oh my gosh you you could you could, his whole life was leadership for sure 
That's Every, why people are still arguing about him because he's still influential. Right. And uh, he didn't. He never wrote a book. Right. And lots of bo- yet more books are written about him than any other character in history. You know, my favorite part about Jesus is if there was like a leadership model. You know, I guess that's a word that we kind of use this day and age. Is that everywhere you look in the corporate world is hierarchy. Everything is one guy at the top and everybody else is, you know, somewhere sifting below them, you know. But Jesus, instead of coming as a, on, on like a triangle, a pyramid, if you will, he, he, he sat at the table, yeah, you know. He, yeah. And he wasn't always at the, the center spot or he right. wasn't always at the, you know, the lead spot of the table. Or the VIP table. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, one of the main criticisms of Jesus is that he hung out with disreputables. Yeah. He was having dinner with a guy named Matthew. He went and had dinner with a guy named Zacchaeus the Thursday before, the day before Good Friday. Right. He's getting raked over the coals because of having dinner with this guy who ripped all these people off. Yeah. He's a thief. Yeah. And a liar and a corrupt businessman. And Jesus is spending the whole evening with him instead of with the nice people. Before his death. Yeah, and then he gets hung up there, and he's hanging between two disreputables. Right. Hanging between two thieves. Right. So, Jesus, when you say led by example, that word example is huge. Mm. And we could talk about the example Jesus gave to leaders, Mm -hmm. the example he gave to people of faith. Mm -hmm. When you think about most people of faith are nice to good people and suspect to, let's call them sinners, people that miss the mark. Right. Jesus questioned the good people on how good they really were and right. he was g- totally gracious to people that had made mistakes yeah so he's pushing hard when you read the scriptures mm-hmm. he's pushing hard on the religious people who say they've got it together right but he's he, he doesn't seem to be uh, pushing at all on on these corrupt people yeah and yet the corrupt people are being changed and the perfect people quote um, right it's perfect yeah are, are uh, you know, not moving. They won't change at all because I guess they think they have it all together. Yeah, I was pondering this past week, and I even mentioned it to you a few days ago, and I think it's worthy of mentioning here, is, you know, when you think about your last week here on Earth, you know, I said to you, what would you do right. if you knew, you know, and, and there's so many answers that we come up with, you know, and a lot of those answers are, you know, I would stay close to my loved ones. I would I would cling to the people that love me the most. I would yeah. which but you you brought something up in our conversation that that's what our human nature is to do. But then when you look at Jesus and see what he did right. in the last week. Yeah, in my opinion, the okay. way Jesus handled the last seven days right. are completely counterintuitive. Mm. If if I knew this was my last seven days, I would spend the time with the people I already loved, already knew. Yeah. Uh, and I would be closing, closing stuff down. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I good point. Be, I wouldn't be going into work. Right. Yeah. I would be with. I would be gathering my kids and trying. Mm-hmm. Jesus is continues expanding. Right. Continues taking risk. Right. Continues hanging out with disreputables. Right. <laughs> you know, it's and and uh, continues teaching. Yeah. He's not done. He's teaching the disciples. His mm-hmm. his closest core group. Mm-hmm. Um, let him down in the defining moment. Yeah, after good, spending good, uh, yeah, all that time. Yeah. Good Friday's in in part about betrayal. 
Yeah. That Jesus was betrayed. Every, every disreputable knows about, A, betraying other people, and B, getting betrayed. Right. And Good Friday is about Jesus betraying. And by the way, going back to those same people that betrayed him and investing in them again. Right. Ultimately, they end up being the conduit for his best teaching. Yeah. So, so much, so many lessons. Yeah. It's just fascinating, man. I mean, really. And, and, and honestly, when you think of the people that are going to be listening to this podcast, you kind of say to yourself at some level, I mean, although we may not be our, you know, our life may not be ending in a week, but how, you know, how we can take the way that he lived the last seven days and apply it to our life, not knowing when the end is to come. I mean, Jesus was, the, as a leader, everyone knows this phrase, end well. Yeah. You know, right. if you're transitioning from a job, end strong. Mm-hmm. If, if you finish see, strong. finish strong, you know, end well. And, and when you look at Jesus's life, I think, back to example, the man modeled it perfectly. Really? End, how to end well and leave something knowing that he was returning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Knowing that he was going to come back and, and the things that he was going to experience, mm-hmm. even when he, even when, you know, even when he returned. One of the things I would say to my secular friends that are listening is that the thing about Jesus is he's such a combustible topic that most people talk a lot about him, but they really don't know anything about him. They never have read, mm. read, read uh, scripture. They might read books about him because there are lots of books discussing Jesus. Right. I would encourage everybody just... Yeah, I think there's 89 chapters in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the first four books of the New Testament. Yeah. The New Testament is the story of Jesus. To take 89 days, 90 days, One and just read, just read about Jesus. Don't, you don't have to make any decisions on it. But, I mean, this is the most influ- important yeah. leader in history. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no philosophy bigger than Jesus. There's no leader bigger than Jesus. There's no cultural influence. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no pol- politician or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Do you nobody. think when we read those, we, you know, read those scriptures with whatever scales people have on their eyes, whatever, whatever prescription they make, do you feel like people come to those eighty-nine chapters with a preconceived thought? Yeah, I think so. Or think. something they're looking for in mind before they start to read it? I think so. Well, I mean, the problem with most people when they read about Jesus in Scripture is they come defensive. and they're, they're sort of, It's interesting because we all want to change. Right. We all want to be better. We just don't want to be religious. So I think a lot of people come to read about Jesus, and they're afraid about of the power of it. Right. This is my word. Sure. You know, but so they... I, I encourage people, don't read it for religious purposes. Right. Don't read it thinking you have to accept something. Just read what he did. Right. Read what he claimed. You know? Yeah. And what other world would you, I mean, I don't know. I don't go into books acting like I know everything that's about to happen. Right. You know, I, I read the book and I'm intrigued by what is happening, which I continue to read yeah. more. Give me, give me the top three things you take away from Jesus. Oh, I mean... He's accepting of everyone. Number one, accepting of everyone. Um, I, th- I mean, just off the top of my head, forgiving of anything, um, and f- and um, a true life of freedom. You know, I think so. Which I did not feel when I f- 
when I first met religion. But right. but when I found Jesus, when I was 20 years old, in the basement of my house, completely addicted to drugs, had nowhere to turn. I, I felt like in that moment, he accepted me as I was, forgave me for who I was, and then gave me a chance to start over again and live free, which I think most people who, who think when they go to church or they hear about Jesus, they think the opposite. They right. got to they gotta do this. They got to change that. Right. And then when they change that, he'll finally take you for who you are. And you almost yeah. feel like you live more bound than you do free, which is the polar opposite. Totally. If you ask me of who Jesus really is. That's, that, so my three would be count, that he's counter opposite. He, or maybe opposite's a better word. Mm-hmm. He is al- almost completely opposite from what, what other people think he is. For sure. I mean, people think of Jesus culturally as this, as this uh, restricting force. He's not. He's a liberating force. Right. They think of, uh, really, they're, they're, the connotations that people have of Jesus mm-hmm. really are of religion. For sure. Because religion is restrictive. Right. Religion is judgmental. Religion is, Jesus is a, is a liberator, not a restrictor. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So uh, he's other than. He's opposite than. I also am fascinated by how Jesus um, was really about the small things. He's not about the big things. He mm. didn't have stadiums full of people. He he would gather thousands, but he spent the core three years of his life with 12 people. Right. Investing in 12. And most of us feel like if we're going to change the world, we have to... Uh, Coliseums. Yeah. So I mean, one one leadership lesson is you know invest in the people, Clo- invest in a handful of people, and mm. you you can change the world. Yeah. So that that would be the second thing I would say, and the third thing I would say is Jesus is multicultural before mu- multicultural was cool. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, he was a Jewish person, right? Who spoke three languages: Arabic, right. Greek, Hebrew, at least three languages. He knew how to go in and out of cultures. He could understand the Roman culture. He mm. could understand the Greek culture. He understood the Hebrew culture. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. understood both heaven and earth, mm-hmm. which is the ultimate multicultural. He was a citizen of both. Right. Know? So Jesus, Jesus had a way of connecting with women. Women followed him, mm-hmm. and yet he spent his whole adult life with a handful of men. Yeah. Uh, children flocked to him. Mm-hmm. Re- religious people were offended by him. Yet people think of him as a religious teacher. Mm. Politicians all were trying to figure out what he was doing, what he was scheming. Mm. Yet he never ran for office. You know, it's all sorts of fascinating angles to Jesus. Right. As a leader, you mentioned something just a moment ago. You said, "Invest in three, five, ten. I don't. You know, maybe there's small business owners and they have a staff of twelve or. Maybe somebody's listening and and you know they have a, a you know a relatively large staff. I don't know what the number is. All I'm saying is, at what level do we feel like we take the risk as a disreputable leader? You know, take the risk like Jesus did to invest, knowing that Peter would deny him, right. Judas would betray him, Thomas would doubt him, mm-hmm. and the people that were saying, "You're the best." 
you're the best, or the one saying right. three days later, yes, crucify it's, him. It's disen, it's disenchanting, and, you know. You know, you just kind of like uh, want. It makes you want to give up, and so you. The fact that Jesus didn't give up is interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, when you, all of that is true with the crowd too. If I, if you said to me, I'd like some water, mm-hmm. Brandon. Or Dean and and I said, okay, Brandon, let's line up a thousand cups, and I'm going to fill them all. So I would have to get a hose, and I spray it around this room, and a little bit goes into every cup. Right, you wouldn't be very quenched, and that's kind of what happens with crowd thinking. Mm. We gather, Ch- Jesus people gather. Uh, this this weekend, we'll have yeah hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of friends yeah. with us. You know, yeah. So it's nothing wrong wrong with the crowd. But if you really want water, it's better if I just pour r- everything you need. And so Jesus was a, had a crowd, but he was about the core. Mm-hmm. Most religious leaders are about the crowd, and they, they have a core, but they're not about the core. Yeah, it's good. And I, even though the core can betray you, you let the core decide whether they come back or not. Jesus had two betrayals. He had a Judas and he had a Peter, both on the same day, within minutes of each other, hours anyway. And people know that are listening what betrayal feels I think, like. I think so. Maybe not to that level or right. extreme, but... Yeah. So Peter was a guy who denied even knowing Jesus, even though Jesus was central to his life. Right. And Judas was a guy who sold out Jesus. So at the defining moment, one of them comes back and says, I'm sorry. Mm. And he's back. All yeah. it took was an apology. Yeah. And the other guy goes and hurts himself. Jesus never hurt him. He hurt right. himself. I think that still happens with cores. And, you know, in the betrayal part of my life, I've had some people who've done hurtful things and they came back. Yeah. And they're part of my life and I love them and they love me. Mm-hmm. Other people go and they hurt themselves. You know, I don't, I don't, I never lash out. I don't think leadership ought to spend energy on retaliation. Yeah. Good. Retribution. Yeah. Leadership is about spending energy on the present and the future not the past yeah and so jesus jesus was a great model for that on good friday of all days of all days yeah it really is you know crazy to think okay so let's let's wrap this segment up on good friday disreputable a lot of people would say i'm asking you a lot of people would say i just don't know if that word describes Jesus, right? I mean, we've heard that. I've heard that. In what way would you say maybe there's either a misunderstanding to our listeners or of the word disreputable, or maybe their preconceived Americanized culture Jesus that we all worship, that he's going to give us a new car and a new house Mm -hmm. and, and, and not ask us to carry our cross, yeah, and the key word there, I guess, is Americanized, because nowhere else in the world do they uh, disagree or quibble about whether or not Jesus is disreputable. It'll get you killed in about 60 countries around the world. It's illegal to be baptized as a follower of Jesus in about 60 countries around the world. I mean, do you know anybody else who's an outlaw in 60 countries? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that's good. I mean, it's, it's not... I mean, Jesus is the ultimate outlaw. Right. A third of the world hates him. Yeah. 
today. The guy's been dead for 2,000 years. And people are still up in arms. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're still uptight about it. Yeah. So still fight. I mean, you can be a Buddhist and everybody thinks, oh, okay, whatever. You can be a Muslim and nobody's going to touch you. If you go on as a follower of Jesus, even in Tacoma, Washington, mm-hmm. in a secular town like this, in an accepting town, this is the most gay-friendly in America, city in America mm-hmm. uh, in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, so in this town, it's uh, more questionable to be a follower of Jesus than it is to be gay. Yeah, good point. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think religious people, the problem with religious people is they only talk to religious people because nobody else is worthy of their time. So they don't, they're in this little echo chamber on Facebook where everybody has their same political views and everybody goes to their church. And right. They don't know. Jesus was the ultimate, dis- he came and said. Yeah. I mean, don't take my word for it. Take his word for it. He said, I will be a stumbling block. Yeah. That's yeah. what he said. For sure. He he said that huh. beca- uh, that if you follow me, you'll be persecuted. Hmm. Uh, you know. Right. For my name's sake, pick up your cross. And cross was an instrument of execution. Right. And hatred. So he's ultimate disreputable. That's why we follow him. Yeah. And now those things are all the things that we put around our chest and wear right. you know, as, yeah. as fashion. We sanitize it. Jesus yeah. is a revolutionary. Yeah. And uh, I want to be a revolutionary. Absolutely. Well, I just feel like in this episode, we've touched on so many things. And, you know, if you're listening and you're not a follower of Jesus, we're not asking you to, you know, you have to do it like us. And here's the seven step. But Dean did mention, you know, list, read read those 89 chapters. Give yourself the next 90 days and and allow Jesus in whatever way to speak right, to you, right. you know? And I would say be, you know, the, both of us, we're communicators right. at our church. The, yep. f- the website is ourchurch253.us. And I would love to have people, whoever listens, if somebody shared this podcast, yeah. you come and hear Brandon or come and hear me and uh, we, we're talking about Jesus. It's not going to be uptight. Yeah, no. In fact, we've been saying if you see yourself as disreputable or a misfit or an outlaw, or why not? Yeah, why not be with us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for listening. This is uh, episode seven, and we'll see you next time on episode eight. Have a great week.